welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I want to start off with a question and ask you, do you ever find yourself having gospel amnesia? Rick Thomas from rickthomas.net reminds me we all have it as Christians from time to time. And gospel amnesia is when I can find myself forgetting what the Lord has done for me at the cross, and I find myself sinfully complaining about difficult life situations. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reminds us, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I realize that I can look to others as a thankful person on the outside, but sadly, that isn't always what is going on on the inside. When things aren't going my way or there are disappointing life situations, I can have a grumbling heart on the inside, but I don't always let others see that part of me. I'll tell you, the Lord, He is so gracious to reveal this to me because it's in the fiery furnace when those areas of sin and weakness are revealed. I need to continually learn to give thanks in and through recognizing my sin of unthankfulness. Too many times I can find myself focusing on the storms of life instead of on the God of the storm. And Rick Thomas has a quick read. It's, it's an ebook called Storm Hurly, Hurler, When God Hurls a Storm at You. And I was reminded that many times something he shared from this book was, I'm broken, but not broken. And what do I mean by that? Well, Rick made a powerful statement that I think of often, as he said in that above book I mentioned, Storm Hurler, the characteristic of a broken person is gratitude. Well, sadly, that's not my heart too often in the storms of life. Nancy Walgamuth has a, a great quote that's it's been around a long time. It's from her book, Brokenness, but she says, an evidence that our will has been broken is that we begin to thank God for that which once seemed so bitter, knowing that his will is good and that in his time and in his way, he is able to make the most bitter waters sweet. So what I need really comes down to, I need a constant reminder of the gospel and that it was God's kindness toward me that led me to repentance. I'm thankful to have people in my life who point me to Christ in those times. I was spiritually dead and now I'm spiritually alive. So when I ponder that truth, what do I have to grumble about? I mean, what right do I have to complain about anything? I want my cup to overflow with a heart full of gratitude to the Lord because I know what I've been granted in Christ. I don't want my thankfulness to be manufactured to please men or to make others think well of me, but I really want it from a heart that is to be thankful to the Lord in all things. And my mind, it needs to be continually drawn back to the gospel because that's the starting place to cultivate a heart of thankfulness in and through all things. It's a reminder that the Lord is growing me in these times more and more in the likeness of Jesus. And that's something to give thanks for in the midst of difficult trials and life situations. <clears throat> but friends, I do understand that there are some situations in our lives 
where it can be really hard to see the good. I mean, there's just times that these situations are just part of our everyday and they can seem to overwhelm us. And um, I've had those times in my life and still continue to at times. And it can be easy to lose hope and fix our eyes on the seemingly hopeless situation instead of fixing our eyes on Christ. All right, I have nothing overly profound to share today, but um, as my husband and I like to remind each other, we need to hear things over and over again because we are a forgetful people, right? But I hope today's words will encourage you as it did me, and I want to walk you through my time of prayer in Psalm 69. And I come back to this always because God's word, the Bible, needs to be the place we turn when our hearts are not thinking rightly. I encourage you, if you can take a moment to grab your Bible and turn to Psalm 69 with me or pull up the text on your phone to do so along with me, please do. And if you can't do it right now, take a peek at that when you get to a point today or in the next day or two that you can just sit and read through Psalm 69 with these thoughts in mind and and really meditating on it yourself to where you are at and whatever difficult situation you may be in at this moment. So Psalm 69 ends with David giving glad thanksgiving to God, but it doesn't start out that way. David states in Psalm 69:30, he says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. <clears throat> David wants to sing a song of thankfulness to the Lord. And as we begin the psalm, we can see that he's thankful in the midst of a difficult time. So that was just verse 30 I read. Now I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 of Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim and with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Mighty are those who would destroy me, those who attack me with lies. What I did not steal must I now restore? O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. And that was Psalm 69, 1 through 5. So whatever is going on, it's very challenging and seems to even threaten David's life. And it seems to him that God is distant. David's thanksgiving comes in the midst of great pain. And it was convicting to me to read this because, as I stated earlier, how often is Thanksgiving the last place my heart is ready to go in the midst of trying circumstances? As I prayed through this psalm, it brought me to see how David was able to give thanks during a trying time. And it was a reminder that I desperately need again and again when difficulties in life come, and they seem to leave me feeling, as he stated above, parched and crying out, and waiting for my God. But how was David able to give thanks? David knows that God is a sovereign Lord who hears and loves David. The whole psalm is a prayer offered to the Lord. So how can we not give thanks when we are known by the God of our salvation as his beloved children who he loves and cares about? And listen to Psalm 69.33 as I state that, For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. So David knew to look beyond the difficulty of the current situation. He believes that the Lord will cause the pain to turn out for good. He has hope in a strong and loving God. And let's work through here Psalm 69, 34 to 36. 
Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build up the cities of Judah, and people shall dwell there and possess it. The offspring of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. Every one of us is going to deal with situations where it's going to be hard to be thankful. We need to look beyond our circumstances to the God who controls our circumstances. Romans 8.28 is a verse that can come up quite often, but it is a truth that we need to hold close and remember and meditate on continually. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. David utters this prayer in Psalm 69 when it's still a desperate and dark situation. He has confidence in his God, but not because his circumstances have changed, but because his God has remained the same. What a wonderful attribute of the God that we serve, that he is unchangeable because we are such a changing people, right? Our emotions, we fluctuate from day to day and I can be having my focus on Christ and be steadfast and something can come about and seconds later that can all be torn away. But I know in the end that the God that I serve is unchanging and he is steadfast and he is dependable in all situations. So I need a continual reminder to look to the Lord who loves us and is strong to help us and hear us when we cry out to him. And as I'm sharing this, I want you to know that I still have moments and trials and difficulties of being overwhelmed. I don't have this all together either. I can be fearful because I don't always keep my eyes on Christ. When my thoughts are turned inward, all I find there is hopelessness. So this podcast is just as much a reminder for me as I hope it will be to you to look towards the Lord. So over my many years of walking with the Lord through many trials and continuing to do so, I want to share some things that have been a help to me. And I love this reminder from Isaiah 43 too. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. So my first thought is I need to be prayerful because I find that For me personally, most of my fears can come about in the quiet of the night. Um, The days are a little easier for me, maybe because it's busy and I'm moving. But on those nights when I find myself awake over a difficult or seemingly unchangeable or to me what looks like a hopeless situation is when I need to turn my focus to the Lord. I need to cling to the Lord when I'm overcome with fear and scared. I share with him how I'm feeling and I don't hold back. I let him know what I'm afraid or concerned over and ask his help because I am desperately helpless in and of myself. And the next thing I pray is that God would be glorified in this situation. This is where knowledge of God's word and his desires for our life is so important. We need sound theology to help us in these times of trial so we fully grasp that the Lord truly is working all things for our good and his glory. So giving thanks in the trial is not always one that comes easy from my stubborn, sinful heart, but there's a freedom and joy knowing that God will continue to teach me through this trial. I can offer thanks and gratitude to God for the trial because I know in and through it, he's continuing to mold my character more and more into the likeness of Christ. I can be thankful that this trial draws me closer to him and grows me more and more in my dependence on him. My second reminder is that our God is personal. I love the thought that when we talk to God, 
He's listening. There's no greater comfort to be reminded that when we come before him with our requests and we let him know that we need his help, we receive grace and mercy. Our Lord does not leave us alone in our affliction. He is always with us and will never leave us. I think of Hebrews 13, 5. Jesus is continually interceding for us and our Lord hears every one of our prayers. It's from Hebrews 7, 25. My next area is the big one for me, learning to give thanks for the trial or thanks in and through the trial, I should state. And as I stated above, that's not always my first thought. As I meditate on the Lord's goodness in all things, I'm reminded there's much to give thanks for because the Lord is working for my good and his glory through this trial. He's revealing my weaknesses, right? He's showing my areas that I need to work on still that are far from Christ. When I give thanks to him, the focus is off of me. When I'm serving others and meditating on God's word, my faith is strengthened. I don't find myself grumbling or complaining. And most important, our God is glorified. Ephesians 5.20 tells us, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. As I wrap up here, I want to remind us to think of our Savior Jesus Christ and his eyes were not on the temporal, but on the eternal. This affliction is only momentary. Check out 2 Corinthians 4.17. And I'm going to leave with this quote for you to ponder. It's by John Bloom, and I could not say this any better, but Jesus's eyes were on his future joy. He got through the cross by not focusing on the cross, but on the promised joy that would result from it. That's where God wants your eyes, on the future joy he has promised you. I love that. And the most glorious thought, ladies, is that one day our Lord Jesus will wipe away every tear from our eye and we will see him face to face, Revelation 21.4. So as you find yourself in a time of suffering or trial or tribulation, hold fast to the truths that we've talked about today and be reminded that our God is good all the time. Ways that I'm desiring to make this practical in my life, to cultivate a grateful heart in the midst of difficulties is I've been keeping a gratitude journal, just a simple thing we all have heard about a zillion times, but, and I start it and stop it and start it and stop it. But right now I'm trying to be consistent with it. And I want to continually refer back to it because it reminds me of God's goodness in my life. And just the other area in conjunction with that is that I'm asking the Lord to continue to work on my heart, to help me see things to be thankful for throughout my day. Not just the big things, but even the little things that I can so easily take for granted. And I pray today for you and for me too, that the Lord will, we will allow him to use the storms in our lives to mold us more and more into the image of Jesus and that our focus would be upward and not inward. And I want to leave you with that reminder again that I hear often from my husband, a truth I can never hear enough of. Jesus is enough always. So my friends, thank you so much for taking the time today to tune in to Thankful Homemaker for more posts or to contact me or where to find me on social media. And for the show notes, please head over to my home on the web, thankfulhomemaker.com. If you enjoyed this podcast today, I would love you to head over to iTunes and give it a rating and subscribe even. And that way it helps others to find it too. And obviously my, my other aspect I love to ask you is that sharing is caring. So if you were blessed by this today and you think you have friends that would benefit from it, please take a moment to share it with them too. I just um, thank you all so much and pray that you have a blessed week.